Today is February 11th, 2018. We are a day or two, depending on when you listen to this. You're listening to this on the 12th probably, so we're a day away from pitchers and catchers. We missed a week. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of moves that involved the Yankees or changed the way the Yankees are doing things. So let's dive in. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. We missed last week. It was a Super Bowl. Nothing was happening. And you're going to hear from us a lot coming up. So we gave you a little two-week break. I'm John Boy, Jimmy, coming to you from California. My co-host is Jake, coming to you from Denver. Two transplanted Yankee fans. Jake, how you doing? Say hi. Yes. Hello. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Did a, did a lot of editing today. I mean, that kind of, kind of rude for you to tell me you're tired, though. Yeah, but you're tired because you had fun. You just came from a wedding, woke up drunk. I mean, there's parts of fun. I mean, it was two full travel days, <laughs> real drunk, <laughs> in between. <laughs> it's a normal weekend, I guess. I don't know. How was the wedding? Good wedding. John, John Cram and Sarah San Ambrosio. Wedding, wedding in Jersey in February, because, of course, that's when John Cram was going to have his wedding. But yeah, it was really Jesus nice. Christ, it's really cold. It was like 50. It was pretty nice. But, I mean, for me, it just sucks, because coming from Denver to New Jersey... In February. Yeah, same thing here. But it was a nice wedding. I was in Ohio last weekend, and it was 16 degrees there. And I'm, I'm in Northern California. It was like 70 here, which I don't really like. That's too warm. It's too warm. Need to be colder. I keep forgetting you went to Ohio. Yeah, it was good. How was that? Visited my brother in Ohio. Went to a hockey game. Went to the library and looked at Yankees books. You know, what one does when you're at Miami of Ohio. And the Yankees made some moves. Kind of. Since Huge. our last episode. They made the biggest splash of the offseason by signing Danny Espinoza. Oh, yep. first, I have to say, let's talk about what we're doing. I jumped I jumped like three things ahead on my list. You jumped ahead on the list. Today, you're listening to this on Monday. On Wednesday, we will be releasing a mini episode every day starting Wednesday. So 10 minutes, some are 15 minutes. Each player, what we want out of them, what they did last year, what they're projected to do next year, what we'd be happy with next year, what we'd be not happy with next year, our general feelings on the player. We're doing one of those a day starting Wednesday. We've been making them for a while now. They're really fun. I, it's, a, it's a hell of a big project for me on editing and making little advertisements and clippets and snippets and shit, but going full-time with this, so it's it's I enjoy it. It's just a lot of work. So be ready for those. They're called Player Profile and Projections. They'll be on the app. They'll be all over Twitter and shit. Uh, tell us what you think. Hopefully you enjoy them. So Mondays will remain full episodes. And anytime, if we ever get a signing, which I think we're going to get, that'll be a main episode too. But the every day besides Monday, until we do all 27, until Jake and I are in spring training March 16th ourselves, we will be giving you a piece of Yankees content Every day, because spring training's starting. It's getting exciting. It's really getting exciting. It's really, I mean, it, Yankees are all I think about, especially since we make this podcast. But now it's it's really exciting. Be on the lookout for those. Got anything to say about those, Jake? Yeah, I do. All right, <laughs> let's hear it. 
They're uh, they're really good. We we want to do a little kind of what they are. They're a little bit on each player. Some of them are more of from a statistics standpoint, what what we really expect. Some of them are roles, this, that, and the other. Some of them we got a little silly with. So Yeah, it was really however it went. And we still have to record some. We've recorded twenty. I think we have like ten more to record or something like that. Yeah. And uh they're they're good. Not not too rigid. There's some we obviously have fun with them like we try to do with everything else. But yeah, it's um I, I guess expectations what are the most covered topics in the expectations slash what would disappoint us? What, <laughs> what would disappoint what us <laughs> kind of projections. And I think the most thing is what specific stat are we looking for out of each player? Cause each guy, and I'm not going to give everything away. You can probably guess there's some guys, Hey, we just need your OBP to be high. There's other guys you're getting judged on home runs and then pitchers. It's all, it's all different. So that's that. It's fun. Yeah. Get on the lookout. All right, and this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. If you've been listening since the offseason, you know we ran a promotion in December. John Boy coupon code gets you $10 off. No coupon code is going on right now, but they are still sponsoring the pod. They are sending us to spring training in March because we sold so many, and they are uh, the official sponsor of Talking Yanks. Go to AffordableJerseys.com. The best thing they have going is they have – Yankees jerseys with no names on the back. If you try to get those somewhere else, you have to do that. You have to buy the authentic on-field ones, which are like 200 bucks. These are the cool base. They come from a majestic manufacturer. They're real. They're the cool. So like someone yelled at me because they're not authentic because they're not on the field. Yeah, they're the cool base ones. They don't have that dumbass tail, but there's no names on the back. And I think they're $99 right now, which is the cheapest no-name jerseys you can find on the internet. They're smart to take advantage of this niche that is so overlooked because I wouldn't wear a Yankee jersey with a name on the back. I know some people don't have a problem, mostly because there's money issues. Well, now you can get cheaper jerseys, affordable jerseys with no name on the back. Go to affordablejerseys.com. Get those. They uh, make the podcast happen right now, so you support them, you support us. Cool. Let's get into topics. First thing we're going to talk about is the biggest splash of the offseason, Jake. The Yankees signed Danny Espinosa to a minor league deal we got our guy it's over right we missed out on our number two guy in otani but we got espinoza so we move we push forward i'm nervous espinoza becomes the new gardener you know and just gardeners bounce so you're you're predicting danny espinoza to start the season as our leadoff hitter is lead what off, you're saying right lead now off hitter left fielder i think he's just danny espinoza's coming to camp gunning for everyone's job do you think he starts the season on the New York Yankees roster? No, I think if you were to put odds on it, the, if you put yes or no on a on a scale, no would be the heavier side. But I don't think it's crazy. I, do you think it's crazy that he would break camp? Like, say they do. How about this? Who do you think would get in that bat first, Jace Peterson or Danny Espinosa? Danny Espinosa. I don't. I think Jace Peterson yeah. is in the minors. Okay, but would you be upset? If Wade and Espinoza have the same camp and Espinoza gets the job over Wade. I don't think mad would be the right word. I think it'd be, I guess, yeah, I'd be a little mad. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, so I'd rather, if, if, if they're both playing the same level, give Wade the go. It's not really a big deal, obviously, for anyone that is seriously wondering why did the Yanks do this? Because we have... Yeah, we ha- sarcasm. We have an open spot in camp, so... 
even if even if Cashman's saying it's between Andujar, Glaber, and Wade and Toe to win a starting job, even if he knows one of those four is going to be the, the victor in the end, it still makes a lot of sense to bring in guys like Jace Peterson, Danny Espinosa. If you want a competition, you want to spread the widest net because then these young guys think, fuck, Espinosa's been in the league five years. He had a terrible year last year and it hasn't been good since he hurt himself in 2013. But he's going to push the young kids and make them not as feel secure and have to fight. So I, I don't have a – you have a problem with minor league signing? I mean, if you do, not at go kill yourself. I, I mean, Espinosa's clearly lost it with the stick. But, like, 2016, Danny Espinosa had 24 home runs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would not be shocked if he started the year on the Yankees roster for the 14 days until they can call up Glibber. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it would be shocking if he makes it. Cosma made the team out of camp last year. Handsome Pete Cosma. It's also a smart place to sign if you're Espinosa because you're going to get at bats in camp and other teams are going to be looking at you. It was like when we DFA'd Chris Carter and he re-signed with the Yankees to be a part of our minor league system and people were like, why would he do that? And they were like, well, because the Yankees don't have a first baseman and they're the only team in the major leagues without a first baseman. So Chris Carter thinks, well, I can do better. They'll bring me back. And you know what? They did bring him back. It, it happened. Yeah. Tyler Austin's as injury prone as the next guy. That's man. I, I'm on Danny Espinosa's stat page right now. I didn't realize oh, what, what a career he's kind of had. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. The, the end of it's been terrible. Major league years. He's got two 20 Homer seasons. I just, it, it just kind of sucks for him. I mean, as a 24 year old in his first full season, 21 homers, 17 steals. You're like, okay, this is, he is a young guy who's going to make it. And then a couple tough seasons. He really benefited because he was on the nationals when they were early going and they weren't really, they were like just building a team still. So they, like they, the nationals yeah. promoted a lot of guys in those early years before Strasburg and Harper came and they start they started signing people, Geo and Scherzer after that. But before that, they promoted a lot of guys that, probably in other teams wouldn't get promoted. And Espinosa was one of those guys that he did decent, but I don't know. I mean, that's all. Yeah. No, no, who was, uh, no, who was the nationals main center fielder that, that 24 year old Danny Espinosa season. Yeah. Rick and Keel. He was there every day. Center fielder. <laughs> 122 games. Nice. What do you think Rick? What do you think Rick and Keel Chuck Knobloch fight would look like? <laughs> Rick and Keel would beat the crap out of him. A lot of misses. All right. I asked my brother-in-law, <laughs> who is a Angels fan, said, hey, sure. did you like Espinoza? And he said, no, he stunk as an Angel. I was pretty excited about him going into the season because of his defense and home runs from 2016, but then he hit like 150. Great beard, though, until he shaved it off. Some blame that for his lack of success. So if the beard is what makes him successful, says my brother-in-law, then – not a good spot to sign with the Yankees. Kind of yeah, like when Brian tough. Brian Wilson said, I won't sign with the Yankees. It was like, yeah, man, because you have to literally like shave off your superhero cape. Your powers. Yeah. Ever seen Brian Wilson pitch without a beard? Your thimble. Garbage. All right. Thimble. Next topic. <laughs> did that sound like the W. Mason whistle? No. I don't think it did either. I want to make that the new <laughs> transition. <laughs> okay. Whatever. You don't have the last note. Yeah, it's tough. I run out of breath. Oh, that was better. Does it go down? I don't know. Yeah, that's because I did it and it wasn't you. 
I can't get that last one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I run out of whistle power at the end there. Oh. I only go high. All right. Anyway, Todd Frazier signed with the Mets. Yeah. How about that? Um, Did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. My first thought was, ah, I guess he didn't want two years. Good for him uh, for getting two years and signing. I don't know. Did you think like the players like union or is kind of mad at him? Cause he took a discounted deal, 17 million for two years. A lot of people were saying, why wouldn't the Yankees offer him that? That's so cheap. It had to be. They didn't want to give him two years. Had to be. Yeah. They were extremely firm on the one year. And if you're Todd, I've, we've been talking about him. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, especially where free agency is at right now. And Next year's third base pool, which we've mentioned a few times. Donaldson but and Machado. Yeah, why would you want to sign a one-year deal? It's kind of ridiculous. So, I I don't know. He's he's still getting paid a little bit. And, I mean, he's not the Todd Frazier. You know, I was flashing a lot of Todd Frazier stats from two years ago. He had a 40-homer season, things like that. You know, he's a good ball player, but he's – he's, he's no, in he, For what he is, he's really good. And if we could have had it for one more year, I would have been really excited to get him. But I totally understand not giving yeah, him two he, years. Time, timing's everything in life. If he was a free agent two years ago, even at this age, he probably gets a three-year, <laughs> like fifty million dollar deal or something like that. Yeah, but good. But it's uh, good for him. The whole timing game. Good for him for being able to stay close to home. I know how much he's always liked being in the yeah. East Coast and shit like that. Also, I was trying to think. He. When they got Verlander, when the Astros traded for... Okay, here's my thought process. Backtrack, Jimmy. I did a lot of thinking in some sure. own head. Players that deadline grabs that make a huge impact. On the field, Verlander was the biggest one last year. But you knew that. When we traded for Todd, we were really trading for, trading for Canely and D-Rob. And Todd was like a throw-in. And maybe not... It was a mental thing. What? Because... The head the the headline said Yankees trade for Todd Frazier because that was the name people knew. Yeah, but in like what you're saying in real baseball terms, the Yankees were going for Kane Lane Robertson. But and and, and Todd Frazier didn't even have that much of an impact on the field. He kind of did. He, he, he him and Headley were better than Headley and Carter. But <laughs> Todd was pretty good. He was. I'm, but I'm not like saying Verlander. Take Verlander off the Astros. They probably don't win the World Series. If we were to make it to the World Series, you could take you could say take Todd off and we're still there. He wasn't our stud. But the clubhouse sure. was well, it's crazy how much he I mean, we fucking made a whole rally cry off the dude. Yeah. It was like a really big impact. I, I was trying to think. Imagine if like when we got Lance Berkman to come over and like he was just like Bleh. like Todd could have done that. There's so many players that Yankees yeah. have picked up at the deadline that have just been eh, and then Todd comes and completely and CeCe even said right away he took over the clubhouse. I guess there was like an altercation, and Todd Todd stepped up. And was like, we don't do things around here this way. <laughs> I was like, Todd, you just got here. <laughs> but yeah, they all, he knows. They all, yeah, he knows. All right. Any more Todd Frazier talk? Sucks. Have fun with the Mets. Yeah, have fun. Wish, wish you luck. I, I think the half, glass half full statement would be if the Yankees weren't willing to give Todd that contract, I guess they really do believe in Andujar, or they they got something. Because I mean, they they could have they could have given him that contract and still, like, yes, he gets in the way of next year's plans. But we traded Chase Headley 
and a $13 million contract this offseason extremely easy. So if they really thought Todd was going to get in the way, they could have moved him next offseason on that same deal. So I don't know. I, I guess it's an endorsement for Andujar, but I think you and me are still in the camp that someone <laughs> – Someone slightly above Danny Espinosa is going to also be at camp. Maybe not. Yeah, it's it's. I think you can say it's an endorsement of Andor or Cashman's got something else up his sleeve. We will see. And you know, we'll but you know what he did have up his sleeve, Jake? What's that? Trading for Russell Wilson. Yeah, who's a qu- big news? Who's a quarterback? Yeah, best quarterback in New York is Russell Wilson. <laughs> Yankees have the best quarterback in all of New York. It sucks how much <laughs> the internet ruins a funny joke. Like the first time I saw that, yeah, I was like, ah, it's that's like cool. Uh, yeah, they do have the best quarterback in New York. And then you see it everywhere for the next two days. It's like, oh, man. oh, dude, it's and it's like I think it's it's going to keep coming. I bet it, there's going to be won't... T-shirts with with quarterbacks and Russell Wilson in a football Yankees uniform. I think that's going to be like bad smack talk to New York sports fans. Like even during football season, like, Oh, the best quarterback in New York's on the Yankees. Yeah. It's bad. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Someone said I sounded mad about the Yankees trading for Russell Wilson. I wasn't mad. I just wanted to make sure people knew it was a joke because other people were mad. So I was trying to say. Well, dude, that's where that's where I think you're not going to like Russell Wilson because he's. I don't like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson in his head thinks, wow, if this spring training really goes well, maybe I will do this. Like he actually does think that. Yeah, I tweeted out when he made he wrote a serious statement. It was like I'm so thankful for yes. everything the Rangers did for me, and I'm so happy for yes. the Yankees to be part of the. Dude, shut up! <laughs> Just make your statement. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, can't wait to crack the team. Some sort of joke. Don't make a serious statement no. about what the Rangers did for you. You're a guest speaker who's got a contract. Billy Crystal did this for us. Billy Crystal didn't make a serious statement to the Yankees saying like, oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Russell thinks like, okay, a couple good swings. That second base gig's mine. I I don't like Russell Wilson. I I never have. kind of a gore, yeah. But I don't care that they did this. It's fun. I mean, you saw Ben Heller tweeted like, oh, he was my idol. Now I'm going to be teammates. CC had like a fun tweet. The players will get a kick out of it. And the young guys will want to hear from a Super Bowl champion and pick his ear and pick his brain about preparing and being famous second base and concussion water or whatever the hell he drinks and God and Sierra. Like the players will think it's cool. Yes. So who cares? Maybe we'll see him at spring training. He's going to be there when we're there. Yeah. But yeah, I had some people that were like, why would they do this? This is a publicity stunt. It's not really that much of a publicity stunt. It's, and then people were comparing it to Tebow. Tebow actually plays in games. Yeah. Russell Wilson's done this for the last three years with the Rangers. Their stats, like their actual minor league stats are similar. Are they? That's that, yeah, that's why people were doing that. But yeah. but they're saying like, but Tebow is actually I think trying it, to be. It's, it's kind of a. I think the people saying that it's actually a shot at Tebow. All right, but but I mean Russell Wilson is not going to play in the minor leagues. No, for the Yankees because no. he's the quarter starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Hey man, Bo Jackson, right? I thought it was really funny though because you know there's no headlines and nothing's happening, and. Cashman's like, all right, you want a headline? Here's a headline. Yeah. And then it's it literally was talked about on Sports Center and shit. I was like, Jesus, we're talking about it here, so I guess I can't knock them. We're talking about it right now. We're Yankee centric. Yeah, 
Russell Russell Wilson's minor league stats from 2010-2011. He's got a 229 batting average, 354 OBP. Look at that eye. Five homers and 379 plate appearances. So good thing. Good for him. There is a 21 and 22-year-old. Well, good for you. Stick. He's he's gonna stick with the football thing. Yeah, I'll probably stick to football. All right. What else did we have? Girardi signed with MLB Network and Michael K got really salty and upset about it. Uh, Yankees. That was some fun Yankees news. I mean, K getting for some reason K doesn't annoy me. Like I get that he's annoying. I don't. You might but... not listen to all his rants on his radio show. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to all of his stuff, and he's just. It's kind of like a hidden compartment in my brain. Like, good Yankees, Michael K. Sports. I like Michael K.'s play by play. I think one thing that I've my brain has accepted that's annoying about Michael K. is when Michael K. says that he's not mad about something or he's not <laughs> when he says he's not something. It means he absolutely is. I'm not. I'm not getting salty over something like this. It's like, okay, dude, you're. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> the fact that you're saying this means you are. Michael Case, his whole point. So, okay, so for those not knowing what's going on, <laughs> Girardi is on MLB Network doing analyst shit, just talking, which he's really, really good at. In between the Marlins gig, and then in 2007. He coached the Mar- <clears throat> manager of Marlins in 2006, one manager of the year, didn't get along with front office, quit, or left. In 2007, he worked with the S Network in the booth, and then in 2008, he became manager of the Yankees. So he did this last time he wasn't a manager, and he was really good in the booth. Super interesting, like gave you good insight. I remember sign stealing came on, and Kay was arguing, and Girardi was like, no, man, that's part of the game. Like, you can't, that is, whatever. He's good. And Kay admits that on his radio show. Kay's like, he's really good. It's just when he's a coach, he doesn't want to talk to the media at all. He's got no use for the media. Now he's going to join the media? Like, yeah, Michael, because he's the coach and he doesn't want to deal with you. How I don't know, understand how that yeah. doesn't make sense. When you're the manager and thousands of people are asking you questions all the time, that's annoying. Yeah. When you're, not fun part when of you're in the media, like it's not like Girardi's going to be at the press conference with his fucking voice recorder asking the same dumbass question so he can have a quote for his column. Girardi's just going to sit behind a desk and do analyst shit. So shut up, Michael. Kenny. Talk baseball. Yeah. And he's really good. He looks young. It's like, a, he looks like he was president. And then like when Obama, those pictures of Obama came out on Richard Branson's boat and he was just like all refreshed and relaxing post presidency. That's what Girardi looked like. His hair had some gel in it. It was spiked up. He looked youthful. Nice. Good paisan. Yeah. All right, Darvish also went to the Cubs. Kind, kind of called it, by the way. Well, not that him going to the booth was a hot take, but someone asked us about Girardi's future. Well, I, I, I knew. I said, I knew. booth. Yeah, we knew that, though, because the guy who told me he got fired told me he, the Nationals offered him a contract, but he said, no, he's going to the booth. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't even remember that. But he's. I think he's going to be in the booth for a while because he's – he's going to wait for the perfect coaching gig to open up. Yeah. I, yes, but I, that could be next year. Like, like we said, if St. Louis opens up or something like that, that could be next year. That's part of my take. I don't, I think it's going to be a while. All right. I think, I think he will manage again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm saying three years. I think there's a team out there that probably is talking to him right now saying, Hey, if we absolutely, but he's, he's at the point where we wait for, 
that gig he wants. Say that again. You broke up. He's at the point. He's at the point where he can wait for whichever gig he wants. Yes. Yes. When he wants to coach, he's going to coach again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Darvish went to the Cubs, which a lot of people wanted him. A lot of a lot of fans really wanted Darvish, and act as if like there's no other pitching prospect. Like it was Darvish, Darvish or Bust. I don't know if those are surface level fans. Darvish or Bust is a, is not what the Yankees need, because he's an he's a very good pitcher, and the Yankees have very good pitchers. It's six years, 125 million or something like that. That might not be the exact number. Six years is crazy. He's 32 years old. He's got injuries. He's a very good pitcher. I'm not knocking Darvish's skill at all. I'm just very glad the Yankees didn't opt that way. We were talking maybe five years for 20 mil a year. Maybe if it got down to that, the Yankees might grab him. It didn't get down to that. And uh, reports were saying the Yankees were never in on him, which I was happy about. And you even said at one point, we were talking about trading D-Rob or trading Gardner to clear up space for Darvish, I think you said it's kind of just bad baseball. It's it's it, it, You can't just blow up spots of your team and your clubhouse and th- to, to give someone a crazy contract. Like, let's get rid of this contract for and then go give out a crazy contract. I don't know. But I'm, I'm really happy they didn't trade Gardner or D-Rob to get Darvish. I didn't think it was ever a possibility. Yeah, it... it- it would have been nice, and I think the people that are really mad that we don't have Darvish are kind of in this. You mentioned Verlander. I mean, the Yankees got Sonny Gray last year. <laughs> the Dodgers traded for Darvish. It's I, literally and figuratively an arms race a little bit. But, yeah, he. it would have been nice. At Odds are the end of that contract is going to be pretty ugly, which, you know, it, hey, if – if you wanted, if you wanted Darvish and you hate Ellsbury on the team, then you're contradicting yourself, basically. You so you're saying that people hate Ellsbury because his contract is so bad, and then those same people wanted to trade Ellsbury to get Darvish, whose contract will eventually just be very bad. Yeah, vicious cycle. Yeah, I that is a vicious cycle, Jake. That's a good good pointing out of a situation by you. Good job. Come on, man. Good job. Two points. Not about it. Uh, yeah, so I, do, I think I think like Lance Lynn is the kind of pitcher. If we're gonna go get a six pitcher, he's he's an innings eater, and he's never yeah. he's always been consistently Lance Lynn. You know what I mean? Kind of funny. I because I would come back at you a little bit just using the history of free agency and Lance Lynn, Alex Cobb. I, you know, you, you were, I was shooting you down hard. You were saying, Hey, let's get these guys on one year contracts. And I was like, I think these guys are going to get like three, four years pushing, pushing a hundred million <laughs> and baseball's just not there right now. So I, I don't know, man, do we have to start backpedaling at some point? Cause we, it, it feels like we end every segment with a, well, they'll still probably sign a starter. They're still probably sign an infielder. Do we have to back off that at all? Or no, like we still think something's gonna happen. Yeah, I still they have what twenty million or fifteen million left, twenty million left of luxury room, and they probably save something like that. They probably save ten of that for acquisitions and call ups, but everyone thinks they're gonna sign at least one other player. I think they will. I mean, it's crazy, and we can just talk. The next subject I had written down is just the whole strike and free agency and weirdness situation. So that. Situation plus the Yankees, I st- it works directly into Cash's hands. The worse free agency goes, the better it is for us. 
because we have a small allotment of money that we can use. And in any other offseason, all the players available wouldn't fall into our little allotment of 10 to 15 million. But now, because it's the longer it takes, the longer someone might just say, okay, fuck it. Let me, I'll grab, I'll go there. And is this, I don't, because I agree with you in that whole thought process, right? Because it, it makes sense. The Yankees are a competitive team. Two points to me. If you're, if, if you're a free agent, why wouldn't you want to be on the winning team? If, if you, if you're not getting your dream contract this year, whatever it may be, are, are every, are talking Reds, talking Mariners, is every other team saying that as well? Hey, the longer these free agents ride out, the the better deal we could get for. Yeah, but you know they are saying that everyone's saying that because the you know the lower it goes, the more likely we are to get it. But for the Yankees and Dodgers, it's a little different because we literally don't want to spend. You know, everyone else isn't right. close to the luxury tax. They can go. Their owners cannot be stingy and actually sign someone for right now. Every most of the other teams out there right now can go grab people. Like you said, we thought maybe one team, and the Brewers kind of did. If the Brewers got Darvish, they would have been the team that took advantage of this bad free agency, but they only signed Kane, and they signed Kane to a pretty good deal. Yeah, and you you said you never want to win the offseason, right? You never want to be the team that, quote-unquote, wins the offseason. And now with Giancarlo and Espinosa, the Yankees yeah. may be there. The two guys on everybody's radar. Yeah. I mean... Espinoza was way up top and he fell down to a minor league contract <laughs> and we got him. Stuff. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough. I don't know. What else do we got? You, so I think the Yankees get someone. I'm sick of spinning Gun your head. This is our new, our, our new phrase. We, we haven't done this on an actual, every <laughs> single PPP. Like we said, the things, the mini episodes that are coming up, Jake's been putting guns to my head. Making me make gun to your head. making me make decisions. You'll hear those gun to my head. What's gun your to your head. So the Yankees are going to sign a pitcher infielder. Which would you rather have? Or who gun to your head? Who do you think? Who do you think the Yankees get? A pitcher or infielder? Well, those are two different questions. And the second question, I don't want to answer. But the first question, you always want more pitching. Always want more pitching. You know that Severino was even quoted. This was an annoying thing that happened, Jake. I don't know if you saw this. Brian Hoach, Hoach, Hoke, I don't know how you say his last name, does a really good job. He's one of my favorite Yankees beat writers on Twitter to follow. Hoke? Hoke. He asked, he, Sebi, he asked Sebi, you know, did you think they were going to get Cole? Do you want another pitcher? And Sebi was like, yeah, I thought we were going to get Cole. Uh, you can always use another pitcher, but if we don't get, but if we don't get one, I like what we have. It's like the safest answer. If we get a more good players, that'll be good. If we don't, our players are good. That's what Severino said. Twitter and Yankee fans did their thing where they're just dumbass fans and freaked out. Severino needs to keep his mouth closed. What? Let Cashman be Cashman and he should just pitch. I can't believe Sevy's demanding another pitcher. Like, oh my God. People are crazy. They really like just getting riled up. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about Seve saying, yeah, I, let's get riled. Let's get riled. I'm riled up about them being riled up, which is even worse. Yeah. Whatever. So so the gun was at your head. <laughs> you asked me two questions. You, get- you asked me which do I, I, I want more, which is a pitcher. Which do I think they do? I don't know. 
shoot me. Just kill me. I don't want to answer. Oh, that's, okay. <laughs> okay, so you got shot. <laughs> that's right. I'm dead. I don't know, man. I, 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 Headley and Castro are MLB vets. They are like 10 years in the league, almost. They are established. And the last season, they were both productive players. To, add, to say we're going to take those two spots and and have two rookies, like pure rookies, fill them. What are you talking Andrew, I raked last year. <laughs> is nuts. It's, 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 it's too big of a task. And people hated Headley and they hated Castro, so they won't, they won't realize that. But they were productive and they are lifetime MLB guys. They're not float. They don't go up and down. They're not riding the bus. Like Sterling Castro is an all-star. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a big ask. But if Cashman thinks they can do it between – and throw Wade in there too. Give Wade some love. If he thinks Andujar, Wade, Glaber can hold it down at those two positions in the bottom of the order and he's got faith and doesn't – you know, besides Espinosa, doesn't sign like an actual guy – then let's roll the dice. I'll ride that out with Cashman, but it's crazy. It's a little crazy. There's Wade is a serious pivot point because so what do we know? We know Glaber's a big time prospect. We're told he can pick it pretty good. It sounds like it sounds like if he was fielding third base or second base, he could field it. Second base is better, but yeah, they were they were confident with him at third to bring him up last year. Cashman said that. Yeah. Andujar, they say he has a major league ready bat. Yes. And they say that they're not sure about the glove. Yeah. So if Wade was able to be a 270 hitter, 260 hitter, and that gives, you could give maybe Andujar a chance at third and say, hey, if you can, if you can field it, we'll leave you out here. If not, then we could put Glaber at third, or you know, and, and then kick Wade out for being good. <laughs> so, I I don't know. It's I'm like you. I'm still in the camp that someone else is going to come in the picture. I keep yelling Brandon Phillips from the rooftop. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all about that. I, someone does care about your opinion on this, Jake. Sure. So I got a question. I answered it in my DMs, but they wanted you to answer it live on the podcast. All right. The question is, what do you think about the Yankees trading for Alex Bregman? I know it will cost a lot. I'm not sure the Yankees or Astros would be willing to do it, but Bregman is cheap, versatile, and has a lot of team control. Frazier, Anduhar, Adams, Batanzas, and Warren for Alex Bregman would be my final offer. And even that is probably too much. I don't think anything will happen, but it's just something to think about. What do you think? So I, you know, I'm like not a geeky person, but I get geeky about sports in some ways. I get geeky about kind of sports video games. I get geeky about some statistics, things like the trade machine in the NBA, stuff like that excites me. And I, I try to be as real with it as possible. When people go down this road, it just, it's like a knife to my heart. Explain, say more. So our new, what looks to be our competition for the next five years, our main competition 
their one of their guys. I think they took him. Was he the second overall pick in the draft? He's really good. They really like him. Beltron was on CC's podcast raving about him. They all love him. He's he's 23 years old. He was the second overall pick in the 2015 MLB draft. They have him under team control for the next seven years or whatever baseball is. He's one of the best young players in baseball who also happens to play for who will be our rival for the next three to five years. So if you think that trade would possibly happen, no. No. Okay, cool. That's what I said. I said, I don't think I have to say anymore. I said, I don't think Bregman is on the table, even a quarter of an inch on the trading block. I don't think they asked, Hey Astros, we want to trade Bre Hang up. Uh, so the earliest Bregman can be a free agent is 2023. We don't need to go into it too much longer. It's it's not going to happen. It'd be like us trading Gary yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. Flip judge. Flip judge. Um, okay. We got another question. Or we got a couple questions. Let's see. Someone said, what's up, guys? I'm just wondering if you have any re- recommendations on how to stream Yankee games if you don't live in the New York area. Thanks so much. MLB TV is 100 bucks for the season, and it's phenomenal. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your TV. Smart yeah. TV. Go in with like three other people. Yeah, you can split an account. Bucks. Uh, or, or go to Reddit and find games on there. But I mean, MLB TV, the fact that you can have it on your phone is awesome. I think that's all we got, Jake. You got any else? We're at 40 minutes, around 40 minutes. There's nothing going on. Spring training starting. I'm getting like very excited. What's What's the first official day of spring training? Like pitchers and catchers? Yeah. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday? Okay. So very close. The guys are. When's like, when does everyone report? First game is on February 23rd, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very close. Very close. Do you think there, do you think there's going to be, I, I guess this is Yankees slash baseball. Do you think there's going to be like a free agent spree? Like these guys have to start I don't know. signing somewhere? I don't know. The, the whole league was, did you see all the statements they were releasing? Like petty girlfriends? Get ugly. Tony yeah. Clark was released a statement. Tony Clark needs to go. What a loser that guy is. Only one of the guys... He hit a home run to the black seats in Yankee Stadium, and he was he he called Joe Torre Mister Torre, just like Jeter's. Like Tony, that's Jeter's thing. So why don't you shut the hell up? Then they made him head of the players' union, which seems so stupid. The strongest sports union, one of the strongest sports unions going, and you just put an ex-player there. I maybe Tony Smart, but maybe have a lawyer or a professional negotiator. I think it's kind of a figurehead position. I don't think so. He's people are blaming him. Maybe. Maybe that's wrong. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Tony Clark released a statement and was like, this is ridiculous. We have really good players and they're not getting offers. This is terrible. There's something wrong. And then MLB came out and said, your players have offers. Your players have nine-figure offers. So I don't know what you're crying about. And then Scott Boris was like, you can't tell people that they have offers. That breaches all negotiation contracts and MLB was like well I don't care it's like whoa a lot of drama I don't, you just, people say if you side with the owners you're bad you should always want the money to be t- distributed fairly and equally sure I don't but you know what I mean I'm sorry if people really like this subject I don't give a shit about any of it just give me baseball like, I don't care who wins I'm not rooting for the owners I'm not rooting for the players I'm just rooting for baseball to happen in front of my eyes very soonly. The biggest plot twist, which again, I'm not informed enough for in these meetings, but something I felt strongly of kind of going into this season, this off season was that free agency is going to have to change or 
players are going to have to become free agents earlier because right now, if you're a major league team, call up your young guys and let it run. I, I feel every other pot I mentioned the Royals or I mentioned the Astros or the young teams recently that have been doing it. And part of the reason that they're successful is if they need to add a Justin Verlander, they can do that because they don't have <laughs> cap space going to, I'll do it for everyone. Jacoby Ellsbury. Yep. So, you know what? You know what is sad. So what is baseball's going to have a big reform soon at some point. But it is very sad that so these stars like there's even got like all the big names can't get contracts. That sucks. What really sucks is there's guys that are free agents. They just happen to be free agents this year, like Triple A guys and career minor leaguers, who this is their paycheck. Like they're not. They can't live off the money they've already made in baseball because they don't, they live paycheck to paycheck. They're like tri- quadruple a guys and they can't get signed because it's trickle down. And even Matt holiday, who I'm sure doesn't want, he's not, he's not going to hold out for big money. It's like, he'll just give me a year contract anywhere and I'll go. And he came out and said, I'd really like to play. I've gotten no offers from every, anyone. I'd really like to play baseball next year. Like, that's kind of shitty. Like, these guys will just just give me an offer and I'll sign it. I don't care what it is, but they got to take care of the big fish at the top first and before it gets to those guys. Yeah. I'm, Matt, Matt Holiday is kind of a tough case because, I mean, he's just, what, a DH at this point, a 38-year-old DH. Yeah, but when healthy last year, he was really good. He just, you know, what, but, went to a strip club in Oakland and got really sick. That was that was allegedly that was fake. I made that up. He didn't actually. Go I mean, we're t- <laughs> you know we're talking about Anduhar, who you know Anduhar is actually a pretty not a big time prospect, but a big prospect. But I mean, Matt Holiday last year went two thirty one, nineteen homers. You can find that in the major leagues a lot easier now than in past years. Yep, but I'm, there was, but I mean, you'd think someone would give Holiday a contract. Right. And he's probably saying, I'd sign anything. I just want to play baseball. Crazy. Crazy. All right. You got anything else? I'm excited for spring training. You'll be hearing from us soon. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mini episodes will be coming at you. Player profile and projections. Monday will be our main podcast again. Send in questions, talkingyanks at gmail.com. Call in our phone number. I was, I was going to read it, but people aren't going to like write it down. Our phone number is on our Twitter page. It's everywhere. DM me and ask me, email us and ask if you want to leave a voicemail. Questions, let us know what you think about the mini episodes. And uh, let's talk Yanks. Give some reviews. Oh, yeah. Give some reviews, some ratings, all that shit. And uh, glad to have you back. Sorry we took the week off. It felt like forever, actually, two weeks off. But we will be coming to you daily. And then when the season starts, we'll be coming to you after every series. I'm going to be full-time. I have two and a half more weeks of my nine-to-five job before I go full-time with Talking to Yanks, and I can't – I'm so excited. But I actually, I'm not that excited yet, Jake, because being at work is miserable. Not not that my job – Yes. My job and my coworkers are all great, but I just want to be doing other things than editing weddings. Head, your head and your heart's elsewhere. Head in my heart is elsewhere. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everyone. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.